This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Welcome to our season on Untangle Your Emotions. I am here with my daughter, Kate Summers. And if you did not hear our trailer before, she talked a little bit about herself, but she's a brilliant photographer and one of my very best friends. And so it's really fun to have you in here. And and the reason I invited her is so that we could kind of get down and dirty with the reality of emotions in our life because nobody's seen me express more emotion besides (laughs) my husband than my kids. And I also think we're the opposites. I'm more of a fixer and I don't feel my emotions as easily. You have always, since you came out of the womb, felt every emotion very big and amazing. And you've taught me a ton about my emotions. Also, you're all over this book. And so what we're going to do every week is we are going to talk through different parts of the book, but also just what you all are asking, what you all are wondering about, and go a little deeper than the book. So Kate, this is one of your first times to read one of my books. <laughs> it is. But hear me out. It's because whenever you write, it's it's the things that you're learning as we're living. And so I've heard all the content of right. what you're writing. You're about. not surprised. Yes. And so anytime I've read any parts of the books, it's really just the like clear and concise, digested version of what yeah. we're talking about every day. Yeah. And so that <laughs> is why. But it was really sweet to get to read it. And well, you opened the whole thing. How'd I that know. feel? Oh, I know. You're the yeah. first story. I and mean, Here's the thing. So if you haven't read chapter one, go read chapter one, chapter two. That's what we're talking about this week. And I tell a story about Kate getting married and Mm -hmm. these emotions that would flood me when we'd be at dinner and we'd be talking about how it feels. No, no, no. We wouldn't even be talking about how anything feels. We'd be talking about possibly you going on an adventure, moving away, something like that. And I would freak out inside. Could you tell that I was freaking out inside? For sure. You also, could. Like, here's I, was, thing. I Wait, thought I was hiding hold it. Up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Which you stepped into the whole like mother-in-law, like I have an adult married child. Like it's a it's a weird thing to step into, especially when we're so close. And so I do appreciate that. You've had great like all the things, you know. Tried. I've tried. I've tried. Yeah, whatever. I'm not good with that. So, but with that being said, but also we're, we're so close. And so you did. Also, you said, though, I believe that in this story you didn't respond at all. But in the past, you've so, totally responded. In the past, but, but I remember, after you got married, I started yes. trying to work on it. And so in the meals yes. I was writing about specifically, I was trying to bite okay. my tongue. Was one of those meals after we the Mexican restaurant after yes. I had gotten my nails done. But I can – you're very like – I tried. Viscerally well, like – Yeah, because – like, well, like you'll just challenge like the – the idea of like so, me moving away. Hold on. And I, the theology of it. Okay. Uh, one of them also was when Charlie was there and y'all yeah. were talking about it together. And that I oh, really no. tried to hold back. It's yeah, okay. totally. So it happened many times, candidly. And I all of that time, I was feeling way more than I was showing. Yes. Well, and I remember, though, we would get in little conflicts about it. But I remember when you came back to me after you had yes. been with your group. And had kind of figured it out, like what the core thing that it was all stemming from in a way that you'd been confused. And I remember we sat down and talked about it and it just felt completely different. Yeah. So it felt good. It felt good to have, to be able to know why I was Mm -hmm. feeling that way. And I felt almost like I needed to apologize because I had 
not been there for you because I was mm-hmm. reeling from my own emotion. And we start here. And the reason yeah. this story opens the book is because so often, I think, for the people we love, we might think we're controlling our emotions pretty well and doing mm-hmm. a decent job at it. But the reality is right. they're coming out some way. Yeah. And they're probably picking up on it, which this is I felt super from you. Totally. interesting because I yeah. I told you that story was going to be in there, but I never point blank asked you before. And I hadn't read it. But then when it. I was reading it, I was like, oh, yeah, she totally she totally reacted. <laughs> <laughs> I but thought not, I was holding it in. Uh-huh. I was working hey, hard. If you saw if I, reacted, I believe you, I believe if you. I reacted how I felt inside, yeah, I would have been weeping in a fetal position totally. at your feet. So I was doing better than that. But I do think for all of us, we have these places where we're triggered and we feel something and we can't believe it and we don't mean to and we're not trying to be dramatic and we're not trying to hurt the people we love, but yet these feelings and emotions come up for us and and we pay attention to them or we don't. And if we pay attention to them, they begin to heal. And that really did happen for me with this one. I mean, I'm not saying I won't throw a fit if or when you move, but one day, mm-hmm. but I do think I feel when you talk about it now, occasionally, it just, it doesn't scare me mm-hmm. as badly. And I think that's our dream for this is that you would be free. Ultimately, mm-hmm. that you would feel free, that you would feel your heart be peaceful and joyful and that there wouldn't be fear that consumes you, but you'd feel that fear. You wouldn't be afraid to feel mm-hmm. it, but that it would lead you to new deeper places with the Lord and with the people you love. And I think Mm -hmm. even just that whole story, like I was, even when I was writing this, it was still so recent Mm -hmm. to when it had happened that I was almost embarrassed for you to read. I was still in that place of kind of Mm -hmm. like, she doesn't know this yet. And I haven't talked to her about this yet when I wrote it, if Mm -hmm. you can believe that. So I think it's cool. Like now we can talk about it openly, Mm -hmm. but I think that's the beauty this gives us and where we're going to go and what you're going to find in this book is you're going to find that the ultimate goal that God built emotions to be for us is this tether that mm-hmm. that you share how you feel and I share how I feel and that, that brings us closer together. Mm-hmm. And it's a tether between us and him too because when we aren't emotional, when we don't ever feel our emotions, we numb out and we miss the depth of relationship that we could be having or that, that you could be having with God. And so that's mm-hmm. really the hope. But when you read that story, did you think of anything for yourself? Do you ever overreact? Oh my gosh. Hmm. <laughs> for sure. I think there's a lot of like big buckets. Like even as I'm I'm going through, I would say like counseling in th- this kind of sense of like digging through all the things for the first time the last couple months. So I feel like too, that's, I'm in a pretty raw place. And I feel like there's a lot of different buckets of that. What it looks like for me in day to day, outside of those like big episodes, you know, that you can remember. But I feel like what I see in it in my everyday life is I'll have some interaction with somebody and they'll say something and I'll feel some kind of sinking in my chest. Or maybe I did something and I I felt like I was being perceived a certain way. And when I'm driving away from that, that sinking in my chest, it's like Mm. so disproportionate to what happened. And that person probably isn't thinking anything of it. Right. But either what they said or what I believed in that moment, because it feels like it is, it's, you know, giving a concrete detail for some lie that I believe. And the feeling from that is so painful, but you don't want to give it, you don't want to, you almost are judging it even that moment because you're like, even what they said isn't that big of a deal. I think that's just like a situation where I see that. And that can be hit so many different buckets of like insecurities or just hard things in life. And so 
I feel like that's where I think of it on a daily basis. But I feel like it would be really helpful for you to kind of walk through kind of like defining emotion and what you mean with some of those words that you're saying. And as we're going to walk through that in the book, and then even maybe some of like the theological structure behind that. So we will get into a lot of this in the coming weeks. But just to give you a big picture that emotions are intuitive feelings that we can't really control often that come up that really are are very different than reason and knowledge. That reason and knowledge are one thing and then this feeling that comes up that really might even defy reason and knowledge and also not be completely bossed around by reason and knowledge that that is what we're talking about the sadness the joy the anger the fear yeah. those four are the major ones i talk about in this book and i believe they are all gifts from god mm. good gifts from god every one of them to help us navigate a beautiful and broken world and without them we become shells of who we were meant to be and so if you're here and you feel like I'm not an emotional person. I don't know why I need this. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to become an emotional person. Yeah. Then I would really challenge that belief because it is living. I mean, when you think about it, I talk about this a lot, that when you think about watching a really boring documentary with no emotion in it, just facts, just reason mm-hmm. and knowledge, and you just watch a documentary, that is really boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody really is going to last long in that. Very few people. But when you think of the most epic and beautiful movies or books you've ever read, movies you've ever seen, when you think of that, they're chock full of emotion on every page Mm -hmm. and every scene. And the reason they are so good, what draws us into a great story is the emotion. And so I would just say you're missing your life. Like so much of relationship and connection and appreciation of God and and what's happening in the world and what we feel grateful for, all of that originates in our feeling part of our mind. And and feelings can show up in a lot of different ways. Primarily in my research, I saw that they sh- showed up in our minds. So they are tied to our thoughts. You can think about your feelings. And certainly a lot of the places they live in are stored. Emotions are stored in our minds, but they're also stored in our bodies. And they are stored in your nervous system. They're stored in your muscles. Even when you're tensed up, you can carry emotion in your body. And that's oftentimes why you can see such a tie between disease and emotion. So it's stored in our bodies. It's stored in our minds. It's also stored in our behaviors. And mm-hmm. we see this all the time. And this is where it can turn to a sin, right? We're, we're talking yeah. about emotion and it really isn't becoming a sin because you feel sad, because you, even because you feel angry mm-hmm. or because you feel afraid. That's not where you sin. You sin usually as a result of one of those emotions. Mm-hmm. And so certainly our emotions, just like our mind fell at the fall and there's a lot of emotional health issues. Yeah. We're going to talk about those. This is something though that God wants to redeem in our lives. And just mm-hmm. like sex, Like I like to compare emotions to sex because (laughs) sex is something God created and it's been all twisted and it's Mm -hmm. been used for terrible, terrible things in the world. And it can be destructive in our lives, but also can be the greatest thing in the world Mm -hmm. if we know what he says about it and we know how he designed it. And that's what I feel about emotions. It's something that we've made a bit of a mess of, but I really believe that he has a beautiful plan for it. And I'm excited for everybody to learn it and Mm. to see this is why it's always felt so 
crazy or out of sorts for me. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. If you're a parent like me, you'll know that we have our fair share of different big talks with our kids. And one of those big talks should involve money and Greenlight can help with that. Greenlight is a debit card and a money app made for families. So you can send your kids instant money transfers, get real-time notifications of how much they're spending, manage their chores, automate their allowance. And for the first time, my son Gray, he's eight. And now we are like officially getting into that season of life where it's like, hey, Betty, like you've got stuff that you do every day as part of our family. And Gray is so excited about it because it teaches him to connect his hard work with financial independence. Greenlight is more than just like the mechanism to do it. It actually helps you work and teach your kids financial literacy and independence so they learn to earn, save, and spend wisely. The Greenlight app also comes with an in-app financial literacy game called Level Up. So your kids build money confidence through videos and little bite-sized challenges, games, and more. And there are more than 6 million parents and kids that use Greenlight. So when Greenlight reached out, to partner with us. We were like, this is so perfect for you guys and we cannot wait for you to learn more about it. So stop putting off the money talk and start putting your kids on the right path. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash made for this. That's greenlight.com slash made for this to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash made for this. I just keep thinking about the person who is listening to this somehow and knows that there's so much and they think about all of the things in their life that they haven't processed or they know that they're reacting out of and feels fearful and overwhelmed. Yeah. And that either stemming in like this feeling in the back of their throat that they've just pushed down over and over again or is just so apathetic. Yeah. What would you say Mm. even just pastorally to that person? Oh, that's so good, Kate. I would say this, of course, Mm. you're freaking out. Yeah. Of course, you've overreacted. Of course, you've hurt people you love. Of course, you haven't known what to do with all these feelings. Of course, you are angry. Of course, you are sad. Of course, you are afraid. I would say that over and over again because the world's crazy. Mm. The world's crazy. And it's been so especially crazy in the last few years. And so I would just give so much grace, and I hope that everybody that picks up this book that joins us here will feel that, will feel Mm. the grace, just the waves of grace that God has for you here, because there's not a right way to be sad. There's Mm -hmm. not a right way to be angry. It's You're angry, and you're sad. Mm -hmm. Now, we've got to decide what to do with it after that, but for a second, for a week or two or three, maybe even a few more, let's just not judge. (laughs) ourselves so harshly. Let's not judge these emotions so harshly. And let's try to quiet that part of us down and turn up the volume on the parts of us that we've been so hard on and see what God wants to say, what he wants to say to you through your sadness, through your anger, through your joy and laughter, your fear, because he has things to say and he has work to do. As we lean into all that without fear, without judgment, that he's going to smite us because we got way too angry on a Sunday morning on the way to church, which happens way too often. He actually gets it. Hebrews 4, 15 says, For we don't have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. 
Another passage says it this way, for we do not have a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, that he understands the feelings Hmm. of our weakness. He understands the ways we struggle and he wants us to come to him with these things. I love that. I think the thing is I like am figuring out life and I'm trying to like seek perspective on myself and the world and God. It's so helpful the ways that you can find true north Mm. in God's character. And I feel like I just hear so much noise and talk just, you know, like secular language around like following what you feel. And I feel like when you introduce this, my like critical self can like kind of immediately like gear up and try to poke holes in it, especially because I'm coming from that, seeing that unhealth. There's no doubt a lot of people have run off cliffs following what they feel and done all kinds of things because they followed their hearts. So let me be clear. What I am not saying is that we're going to follow our emotions and make them a God. That is not what I'm saying. Yeah, That is what the world does. Feelings have become everything because there is no God. And so what they Mm. feel becomes the most important thing to them and satisfying whatever desire they have and whatever they want in that moment is their reality and the most important thing. And, And I would just say, That is not God's plan. Again, we are talking about God's plan for our emotions. We'll talk about in the coming weeks, the church has reacted to that and often demonized Mm -hmm. emotions. And so what I'm trying to say is let's let's look at what God says. Let's not look at what the world says and let's not look at what the way we've always done it, even in the church, because sometimes we can be off on that. And so let's just look at what God says. And what God says is that from Genesis to Revelation, he is an emotional being. So they cannot be sinful Mm -hmm. in themselves, sadness, fear, anger. Yeah, you see all all of those, and we'll walk through that in the coming weeks. So you see all of those emotions, and you see God compassionate and tender, able to empathize with us in our weakness. That's what we know. He also see a God that gives us a way through, a way to live Mm. in the midst of an emotional life as emotional creatures. And so all of this goes together. Right? It all goes together. And the beautiful thing I've found and what makes me so excited for people as they read this is the more you understand what you feel and you can Mm -hmm. share it in a healthy way, the less those emotions overtake you. Yeah. And so my hope and prayer is whether you're an emotional wreck, you would call yourself that or someone would call you that, Mm -hmm. or you're emotionally pent up and you've suppressed all your emotions and concealed them and coped with them and controlled them, wherever you are on that spectrum, This is for you because God's way is different than both of those patterns. Mm -hmm. And I've found that most people, when I'm talking about this to them, they don't know this. They don't know that emotions are good. They don't know that God gave them emotions for a purpose. And they don't know what that purpose is. And so we're going to figure that out together. All right, so as we begin... I want you to text your questions or thoughts to our phone number. It's 214-225-6267. And we'll be reading them, going through them, and answering some of them on the podcast as we go. The number is 214-225-6267. We want you to engage. This is so vulnerable to stick this out into the whole wide world. And so as you read it, yeah, be sure and let us know how it's impacting you. 